Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiek, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello. Aloha. I love that conversation that we had like one second before we began this. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. we've got we've got as the title for this one shadow work and overthinking well, and no, then no, no. started off as wait what is the topic like 15 seconds before yeah, right <laughs> before what's the topic started? for today <laughs> okay so then i you know you had asked last week to do if we could talk about shadow work and i was traveling so i couldn't do it last week so we decided to do it this week. I thought, oh, okay, well, we'll do this shadow work thing that Monica wants to do. And I like this topic because I don't totally understand it. Like I've had multiple people explain it to me and I'm always still like, okay, well, well, what is it exactly? Like, what are you actually trying to do and how do you actually do this work? So I was excited because I thought, oh, good. Monica knows what this is and she'll <laughs> be able to describe it and then we'll be able to talk about it and I'll get it finally. I'll really get it. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, 10 seconds before we started, she's like, I don't really know what it is. <laughs> like, oh, man. Okay. So here's where we have to pull from the audience and Kirath, hi, Kirath from South Africa. Um, they could tell us, maybe someone in the audience can tell us exactly what shadow work is. I, I feel really dumb, but you know what? Um, at the same time, we we know everything, <laughs> so do you. So we have to dig, dig deep and figure out what that is, and then be totally um, vulnerable, which is I think what we're doing right now. And then of course overthinking, which is what my video is about this week, and um, you know de detaching from overthinking and how that gets in the way of your healing and so on and so forth. Well, I feel like the two topics go pretty well together because we can't really overthink about shadow work and um, <laughs> we just kind of like just got to let it flow. Like honestly, shadow work, when I think of it, is just like really working with maybe stuff that you've avoided for so long or even like your fears or just like kind of like your, right. like you were just saying like your negative side or maybe yeah. it's just like your bad habits that you have. I feel like those could also be like part of your shadow and it's like you're not really truly acknowledging them because you just keep letting, you know, repeated repeated actions continue instead of like taking right. a step back and evaluating what it is that's creating either yeah. a continued injury or perhaps like a continued sickness that keeps reoccurring because you haven't truly like healed that part of you. And I think that's a big part of your shadow self. Yeah. Like, uh, I think a big example for me is like, the the men that I was, used to see it was just a lot of like the same type of type of guys but then once I started to heal like my self worth and like seeing value within me I started seeing a shift in the guys that I was attracting so sure yeah I feel like yeah, that's makes like sense. part of your shadow work it's like your the things that you continually like attract that aren't necessarily a positive thing and then you just if you never acknowledge that then you won't ever really heal from it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That was my understanding as well. It just seems like it, it's much bigger than that. And obviously channel one um, didn't understand it either and has ha had the same problem that I've had. So thanks for making me feel better. Um, and then, and then Jaybird of course talks about the, the touch, yeah, getting in touch with the parts of yourself that you've repressed or what many refer to as their dark side, right? So that's what I kind of originally thought it was, and then had someone else explain it to me in a completely different way, and then came back to this. So yeah, so, you know, saying the shadow side, you know, when I first thought of shadow work, it's like, okay, so it's the part of me that wants to like push someone down, you know, like to be sinister kind of, or to, you know, where, if, if you get fired from your job, right. And the, you, so you turn around and you go, you know, F you, you know, all those people, I hope your business fails, right? Like I saw that as the shadow part of me, but then others have explained it as like what we just talked about before we went on for five seconds. And then what you just talked about, Monica, which is that, you know, you know, acknowledging the, the parts of yourself that you mm, kind of don't want to like, 
you know, we run, we often want to run from our negative experiences and from our negative thoughts and from those sorts of things. We don't, we just want it to be over and we want to just move on to happy, you know, green pastures instead of turning and saying, you know what, um, in order for me to really get over this childhood trauma, I have to talk about it. I have to think about it. I have to face it. I have to mm-hmm. d- dig deep and, and, um, and forgive people and forgive myself and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, um, just going back with how we were going to talk about it last week, but then we didn't. Um, two weeks ago, I went to fly home um, just spontaneously because my grandma was leaving back to Poland. She was with us for like 19 years and now she's going to go retire there. And um, I like resisted going like the past like month and a half. Like my mom kept bugging me to like book a flight, book a flight. But I was just like, mm, I don't really want to just because I'm being forced. But then I, we talked about it where I had that mm-hmm. hearing with my mom when I gave her that painting, that energy healing painting or that energy portrait. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should go home. And I got that like urge. Like I actually right. want to visit them now because it's on my terms. Um, but and then when I went there, it was actually really healing. It was really good to see all of my family and friends. But then when I got back, I got sick and I feel like I either cleared so much that my body is just like releasing. And because a couple of people, <laughs> a couple people have told me it's like, well, it's probably some ancestral lines that I was clearing or whatever I did. But because I actually flew out there, <coughs> excuse me, I actually really did clear something (laughs) (laughs) for monica she got sick on the flight or on the way back or something yep somewhere i did (laughs) (laughs) uh it's funny to laugh at your misery um so (laughs) yeah sure yeah yeah absolutely that's that's true love um, <laughs> pat- patterns that keep repeating, I think is an actual, uh, really good way to describe that really quickly. So, uh, thanks Laura for that. And then, you know, so then Jaber kind of, uh, reinforced what I was saying there too, where we're aware of what's hidden and gradually healing those aspects of yourself. What's hidden, you know, that that's a good little phrasing right there because we, we, we bury it, we cover it up, we walk away from it. It's in the shadows and I'm, you know, that sort of thing. So let's see, when you start shadow work, you may feel uh, the way that you felt as a child. Right. And when, when you were forced to suppress those emotions or when you decided that the best course of action was to suppress those emotions because of what, uh, you were dealing with at that time. <clears throat> I'm liking this. This is lots, lots of good stuff coming through here. Let's see the ego of maintaining the excuses of living within a comfort zone. Right, right. So, yeah. So this is the pursuit of pleasure as opposed to, and, and the avoidance of pain, as opposed to the facing of pain and the not, the not mm, being driven so much to, just pursue pleasure. Mm, I like that one. Mm-hmm. The maintaining the excuses of living within a comfort zone. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then channel one shadow work sounds like it is essentially just healing trauma and baggage. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the summary I got from it, but I feel like it's more, and that's where I've kind of run into the walls channel one where I'm like, it's gotta be just more than healing your, your trauma and baggage. Um, and I, and I think it is because if we take some of these things, like, like what Jaybird said, the word hidden, um, and the, the, the making yourself feel like the way that you were when you were a child. Um, and the, yes, I loved career. I think it's a lot of the unconscious things that we, we aren't aware of, just like how Jaybird said the hidden ones kind of just like resonated more with me. Because shadow, it's like you never really see your shadow or, you know, unless you're like looking back and you see it somehow. But it's like it's always there, but we're not really aware that it's there. And <clears throat> those are like those unconscious patterns that it's like slightly brushed upon. Um, and if you're not, if you start becoming more aware of it, I think that's when like that shadow work terminology like plays in hand. It's like, oh, I'm being aware that I used to be like this. Because healing a trauma, it's like you're always aware of your trauma. You know it's there. So it wouldn't be necessarily in that category of shadow work, I think. 
I definitely run into people that don't know that 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 aren't aware of their of their traumas, though. I definitely run into that frequently where they don't remember it, you know, because a lot of times it can be so severe that they've blocked it completely. So uncovering those those traumas, I think, is is a very big part of shadow work. You've got to dig deep. And again, it's, uh, you know, fear would prevent you from doing that. Fear of reliving that experience, fear of, uh, you know, if you have, sometimes this can be PTSD or even CPTSD and mm-hmm. that you definitely don't, you're not excited about reliving that because the reliving of it isn't actually healing it. The reliving of it is, is, is almost a setback. So it's definitely a challenge when you have, when you have actual PTSD. <clears throat> so, but, but the awareness has got to be the first step. If you, you don't have awareness, <clears throat> then how can you even begin that process? Yeah. Well, Caitlin just mentioned, I think it, it's a good exercise that if you're not, if you don't know how to be aware of it, you could ask someone else, but she just, yeah. If you want to read it, yeah. start coughing. Okay. I'll read it. Um, I did a workshop once where to discover what was in your shadow work, you were instructed to ask those close to you to alert you to aspects of your personality that aggravated them. Okay. So yeah. So Monica, I don't like it when you cough so much. Gosh, darn it. You got to work on that aspect of your personality, right? Like that's what we're talking about, except that's a silly example, but yeah, that's cool. Okay, so this is great. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to do shadow work by hearing from our audience and and taking our best guesses. Uh, I do like that. And and another thing too is when you're going through life and you are re- doing the repeated patterns, you are doing self sabotage, like Laura said. Then <clears throat> that is an indication that you know, you've got some shadow work that needs to be done. Oh, I keep dating the same type of person and they're abusive and I I can't get out of the relationship. And then I finally do. And then I end up getting back together with, or getting together with someone who's very similar. Um, And so then I repeat the pattern over and over again. So there must be some reason that I'm finding myself attracted to the, to a romantic partner who abuses me. Okay. So now we got to step back. What happened when we were a child? Did the opposite sex parent abuse you? Did, was there some sort of situation that, you know, it, you you actually kind of in this weird ass way felt comfortable because that's how you were raised? You know, that might be another way to to unearth the the past trauma. Mm. That's good. So then with shadow work, do you say that you've worked on something for yourself then or or maybe have become known about something that you're unconscious about and then try to like fix it um are you asking me specifically yeah (laughs) yeah uh let's see boy that's a good question yeah absolutely so you know when i was a kid in middle school i was um abused relentlessly by my classmates i was one of the the, the lowest uh, tiered uh, kids in my, in my school. Mm-hmm. And, and it really had a huge impact on my life because I was a happy go lucky kid before all that happened. I was like, Hey, everybody likes me. I'm cool. And everybody's cool. And I like life and da, 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 da. And then I went in and made a, and made a social error and, you know, not understanding the social rules of middle school life. And so then I, I quickly plummeted and became the, you know, the laughing stock of my class. And, <laughs> and so I had to go through a long, long period of trying to get over that while it was happening. And I still, of course, even with lots and lots of work and lots and lots of help from my mom, uh, I still at later in life was making decisions and looking at myself in the same way that I think my classmates did at that time. So I definitely had to do some work to, to get over that. And that included even going back to my high school reunion and having some conversations with some of the people that had done those things to me and, and, or chatted with them online or whatever. And to, as just, uh, 
uh, I was kind of lucky in that I was actually able to address it because sometimes you can't always do that with the yeah. individuals who did the abusing. And that was a, uh, that was huge. It really did help me kind of set all that in, in place. There's another method that I use when I help people with the, with childhood traumas and, it's a really fascinating approach. I learned about it um, in, in another, another workshop that I had taken a few years ago. And I, I, it's like I want to reveal how it works, but I kind of don't because part of the, the, the process is actually not knowing what, why you're doing what you're doing and then having this explosion of like uh, – realization or an epiphany at the end going, Oh my gosh, I've been looking at this thing as so bad and so horrible. But after this little wonderful exercise, I don't look at it in that way. So there's, there are definitely some wonderful techniques and approaches to getting over trauma, including, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of light workers do. We're doing energy healing that helps us deal with those childhood traumas through, you know, these beautiful energetic experiences. So that's, I think that is a fantastic way to work on some of that stuff. Yeah. I know when I do Reiki on others, it's interesting, like what comes through or like, even just like little, like, like phrases of like, Oh, like, you know, like just having to be like a little bit more cautious or having to, to just, you know, be aware of this certain motion or like maybe somewhere in your leg, you know, there's this stuck energy about. And it's like, if you go deeper about it, it's like, oh, well, is there something still bothering you with an ex or is there still something bothering you with like, you know, your mom or your dad? And it's like, your body is like, it's just like a magnet of these emotions. And if you never really tap into either your shadow work or other emotions or other traumas, it's like, it's just, you're just gonna start to feel this pain and your body will eventually just shut down. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really cool um, technique. <laughs> there's a really cool technique that I teach uh, the people that are in my classes too on, I teach them how to uh, overcome their own traumas so mm-hmm. that they don't have to go to another light worker or shaman or whatever that they can actually do it themselves. And because yeah. the class is raising their vibration so much, they they are able to start tapping into their their abilities and their gifts and their energy healing gifts. So that's uh, that's another thing that I'm really happy with, and it's just been coming up recently, actually, and we've seen some amazing results from it. Well, that's really good. I remember I used to go to a lot of different healers. I think because I was mainly searching for answers, and then yeah. I finally just like like just realized okay it's really still up to me like all these people are giving me the same answers and the only thing that's really happening is that i'm losing a lot of money from <laughs> paying for all these sessions yeah so, and then like when i started shifting of like i, I the power is within me i can heal myself mm-hmm. or I would just go into the mountains or i'd go surfing like i realized like the elements are really supporting me and help, helping me work through what it was what was coming up in, in the moment for me so when yeah. I was sad or whenever like something was irritating me, I would usually go on like a really intense hike and let the mountain just beat my beat my butt with, you know, with sweating it out or just like really thinking about it and getting that clarity once I like reach reach the top of the mountain. If I if I if ever even got to the top of the mountain, but still right. it's like just the walk in nature just really helps ground the body and you realize that these little things aren't that big of a deal or it's just much easier to release because there's so much beauty <coughs> beauty around so i mean yeah. i think it goes in hand with like the overthinking like like obviously i would go, go into the mountain and like calm calm my thoughts <coughs> uh, <laughs> my gosh yeah. i'm not yeah. <laughs> well, you probably haven't talked that much so it's like yeah you're well, irritating I talked, it i talked with like a friend for like an hour the other day and like i felt like the more i talked the better it got but it, oh, okay like, that's the situation <laughs> right now <laughs> right right but, um yeah so the the thing too is that i when i'm working with people just like you're saying i don't want to make it so that they're dependent on me the goal, you know, that's a very three-dimensional concept. 
um, that you have to keep coming back to me for the rest of your life so that I can do my healing magic. That's the, that's a 3d thing. That's a, that's a pharmaceutical approach. Like, Oh, uh, uh, the only pharmaceutical that is successful is one where they have to take it for the rest of their lives. So we can continue to manufacture it and get their money. And mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, actually, um, maybe I have to see you a handful of times and then you never have to come back again. And that's, that, that's what makes me really happy because mm-hmm. now, you know, that's a 4d concept. That's a 5d concept that we can teach you how to heal yourself and you never have to come back. So that, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if we really want to go from the third dimension to the fifth, then we got to stop doing the, uh, you've got to keep coming back to me. You know, I've had people come to me about negative entity attachments or any number of things and have them say, uh, yeah, when I went to my shaman or light worker, they said that you can't heal it yourself. You have to come to me like, yuck. You know, I, I, that is not pushing us into the next uh, dimension of consciousness. That's keeping us held back. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely a huge proponent of that. And then, yeah, overthinking. So we can kind of step into that topic a little bit and you know, I, I find this interesting about overthinking because we, our brains produce so many thoughts. They, they just constantly produce thoughts. And when we get angry about, gosh, darn it, brain, why don't you shut up? Or man, uh, all I do is I think about this sort of crap, this negative stuff or whatever, um, that we can't get our brains to shut up. Really? The brain, it's, its entire purpose is to generate thoughts. That's all it's going to do is just thought thought after thought after thought. So how the heck do we get it to stop doing that? Well, we don't. Do we get your heart to stop beating? Do you get your 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 digestive system to stop digesting? No, you're only going to make more and more thoughts. So I talk way more about shifting so that those thoughts that you're creating are helping you rather than being a detriment to you. So the other approach or the other thing that, that people often say or that maybe light workers say is that you need to meditate so that you don't think so much, so that you reduce the number of thoughts that you generate. And I'm not a big fan of that either because, you know, okay, let's say that you produce, you know, 6,000 thoughts in a day. Well, okay, so maybe you meditate for an hour that's still hardly a, a dent in, in, and you're a perfect meditator and you don't have a single thought while you're meditating, which, you know, I don't think there are too many people like that. Then what have you done? You've, you've reduced it down to maybe 5,500, 5,600. Like, yeah. did that really help you? So I'm not, you know, I love meditating. Meditation is a fantastic process to do all kinds of wonderful things and open self up to you, but it's not great for reducing the number of thoughts. It's, it's got a, a separate purpose altogether. Uh, so, so ultimately I talk more about what kind of thoughts can we have that actually help us rather than thoughts that are going to continue to drag us down? Yeah. And I think what meditation does is that it helps those thoughts that are dragging you down and it helps calm them down where you release that anxiety or, or, or that like weird sensation of that rush within your body. Cause I know sometimes when I, sometimes throughout my day, I'll be doing things and then I'll go and paint, but then like, I don't really feel like I'm ready to paint. So I'll actually go and listen to a meditation and then I'll like literally just like all those like weird thoughts or emotions are just cleared out. And now I have this like new energy or this refreshed energy to go and do the next task. So I think meditation is just like kind of like resetting your brain or just resetting your thoughts of like, Hey, you're actually okay in this moment. Like, you might have just been in the future or in the past, but we're actually right here in the present and we're just going to get back to, you know, our, our scheduled program. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just helping you to feel more calm. And I'm, I'm the same. I don't like the thought of like, Oh, meditation, you shouldn't be thinking of anything. I think you actually should be thinking of stuff, mm-hmm. like thinking of how to, you know, maneuver this thought, like, is this sentence or phrase that I keep repeating to myself, is it serving me? And how it feels in your body? Like, is it making me like, you know, clench my stomach when I see, when I hear it? Or is it actually like helping me release my chest? Does my chest feel more open when I say this? And this like body awareness is like 
prime time like during a meditation because then it's going to help you throughout your everyday everyday activities when you have a conversation with someone you'll start to notice like oh my stomach is actually clenching right now while i'm here this probably means i should get out or it's not safe for me or you'll start to feel that you know situations or or conversations are more elevating it's like oh well i feel good around this person i should be around this person more even though maybe physically you're not like either not attracted to them or maybe you're just not like oh like this is a person that i would have never really hung out with but i feel good around them and i feel like that's what meditation does it helps you practice those you know those techniques so that way when you're in your everyday you know everyday life or everyday activities you're able to decipher like when do i feel good and when do i my vibration actually gets lowered and just through the act of doing that i feel like you're living in the present moment because you every day you're just hyper aware of of your own self and seeing yourself through through this like you know 3 3D world in a way of how you actually act and then i think you're also able to decipher your shadow work in the moment too it's like oh i'm i'm repeatedly doing this this one thing to this one person or i keep reacting to this one person the same way maybe i should do something about it Right. or speak up about it to the other person. It's like, "Hey, you're kind of triggering me in this way. Like, can we talk about this or or whatever?" Yeah, I like uh what Kirath says here too, using meditation is stepping back to see the bigger picture. When you overthink, one tends to bring forth unnecessary thought of how to solve the issues that you're dealing with, right? Uh, definitely. Or, or the details, like the super minute details, which don't necessarily help you in that situation. Our brains are always trying to solve the problem. It's another one of those evolutionary traits. If the, the only way to survive is to actually solve the problem that your tribe or yourself is experiencing. So your brain is going to work really, really hard to do that. And in those, ten, those times, the, that practical approach was very good. Oh, this person just keeps bleeding. How are we going to handle this continuous bleeding problem? Okay, well, well, let's try wrapping it like this. Let's try wrapping it like that. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with very clear and, and physical issues. But now in the way that we uh, exist as a society, it's not so much that. It's, it's, just, it's less and less that. And so we seek comfort. We pursue pleasure in trying to solve the problem. Maybe it's a problem that is not really solvable, and the and the solution is to relax and and to accept and to surrender, right? And so this, you know, uh, trying to solve the problem is the opposite of surrender. So then you get into this overthinking where you're constantly over and over again trying to solve this trying to solve this maybe i should try this approach maybe i should try that approach and you end up repeating and repeating and repeating which this now what does that do that keeps you at an emotional level that is most likely very low it might be fear it might be frustration impatience any of these lower vibrational emotions are going to keep you at a lower frequency and so then everything just perpetuates you don't actually come to any conclusions you don't come to any solutions and you sit and wallow in those lower vibrational emotions which then lowers your vibration and then that makes you susceptible to all kinds of different issues negative entity attachments other people uh, and having bad relationships with other people because now you're not thinking as clearly you're not as patient you're not as open i mean it just goes on and on so that's that's one of the huge um disadvantages of or or uh, not disadvantages but like consequences of that overthinking process so another thing that i was thinking about too is what is what is overthinking like we're talking about logic we do a lot of logic thinking when we're overthinking so we're like part a and equals part b and part b and a together equals c okay so you know because of that then i'm going to do this approach and that approach and you know you go down this like very logic based thing but in, instead that and again that is that three-dimensional brain that is its way of handling anything but maybe you could go down a higher thought process you can tap into your higher self you can tap into you yourself as a being of light 
And, and then what, what kinds of thoughts are you going to have? They're going to be very different. They're going to be very calm. They're going to be at peace. And you're going to be able to kind of just go, oh, well, that's exactly how everything was supposed to go. You know, there's, I'm trying to solve a problem that isn't actually a problem or was something in the past and I can't possibly fix it because I can't go back in time to do so. Actually, uh, when I look at it from that higher self perspective, everything is freaking amazing and it's going to lead me to something amazing even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. So that's kind of one of the ways that we teach people how to start thinking that there are no such things as mistakes there nothing has gone wrong everything is going exactly as it's supposed to and when you can step into that position and look at everything from that way then everything's kind of hunky-dory and you can surrender you can be accepting and you can move forward with that with a deep confidence that that is true they're all very good points yeah, we're, we're nailing this one today. Let's mm -hmm. see. Let's see what uh, Channel One has to say. I noticed that monks and deeply spiritual people that have dedicated a big part of their lives to meditation seem to have less of a monkey mind, right? Right? Uh, it's like they're incapable of 3D thinking. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> and so the monkey mind, <clears throat> um, I actually call something different in my program because the monkey mind is the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. All, because all you have to do is pursue pleasure and avoid pain to survive. You don't have to be aware of death. You don't have to even know that it exists. If you just constantly pursue pleasure, drinking water, eating food, um, reproducing, then you will, you will further the species <clears throat> and you will survive. I'm like you today. <clears throat> then if you're avoiding pain, then you're avoiding death. You're avoiding, oh, I don't want to get... Um, I got cut by this thing. I got to make sure I don't touch that thing again. Oh, I'm too close to the edge of the cliff. Yuck. You know, that feels bad. I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid of this. So this, this is the monkey mind pursuing pleasure and avoiding pain. I see it as so simplistic that I kind of looked at it as a, an artificial intelligence, right? Like an artificial, a very simple, easy artificial intelligence. If there's pain, run the other way. If there's pleasure, run toward it done right like super simple mindset and then i was thinking okay so what is a, a comparative kind of ai system that we're all very familiar with mm -hmm. a roomba you know one of those things that drives around and and vacuums up the floor and it bumps into a wall and then it has to turn and then it bumps into a wall and then it has to turn until it finally gets free Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. We're, mm -hmm. When we, we're just pursuing pleasure and avoiding pain, we are so simple. We are so primitive. I call it the Roomba brain. So we're just wa wandering around, bumping into stuff. So if we can be aware of our Roomba brain or our monkey mind, as Channel One said, then now we can step back and we can suddenly be the the higher self mind. And we can say, wait a minute, is could it be that this pain that I'm, I'm trying to avoid would actually cause some sort of great result in the future? Maybe if I went ahead and, and faced that pain, then I would learn incredible lessons and I would have an incredible new life as a result of, of being brave enough to stand up to that. Well, when she mentioned that about the monks, I remember I once read something by Osho that um, you know, you could spend, you know, either three years meditating in your room, but you won't get anywhere near as far as being in a three-year relationship. So I feel like there's like a more of a truth to actually living than actually just like dedicating, I wouldn't say dedicating your life to, to just meditating or getting rid of that monkey mind. But I think there's definitely a big truth that you'll learn more through experiences than just diving into your own mind because you know everything is changing constantly and your mind can only make up so many scenarios to work through but if you're not actually like having these physical experiences you're never going to be in that flight or fight mode because that flight or fight mode is the one that's going to determine if you're able to offer love or forgiveness or unconditional love to the situation or if you're going to react because in your mind, you can easily be like, oh, of course, I'm going to be acting through love or I'm going to be acting with a peaceful like voice. But when the scenario comes, it's like you're going to be harsh, so harsh, possibly. 
And that's why I kind of don't like a lot of, you know, people in the yoga community because I know people that, you know, they'll do like really bad things or like they'll have a very non-loving way of living. And it's just like, well, what are you teaching these people of like, you know, be in the yogic state of mind when you're not even in it in a real life? Like, I know I've gotten a bunch of compliments from some of my friends. It's like, you know, you're actually like really teaching what you're, you're actually living what you're, what you're teaching and preaching. It's like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, why would I just say these things to be, to offer forgiveness or to be calm or to have patience if I don't even have it? Because it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) that would be just be so strange or just so weird and i'm always like fascinated when like a close friend says something like that because i know i had one yoga guy friend that said said that to me and i'm like aren't you like (laughs) it's just like i don't know it's like strange and it's really fascinating that like it that people kind of are fearful of like you know tapping into their shadow self or tapping into the things that maybe irritate them more the life experience yeah the life experience but it's really like i hate heights but i'll still continue doing these crazy hikes in hawaii because i'm quite curious to why i still have this fear of heights yeah i'm quite curious to why my body tends to shut down when it sees something like that like is it something from past life that i had or is it just something that i'm still just trying to cope with in this lifetime Maybe it's just this lifetime that I'm having this this new like this new thing come up, but yeah. it's not I'm not avoiding it by just sitting in my room and meditating. Like, oh, like what's this fear of heights thing? Because I'll never <clears> really <throat> understand it until I keep going up there and, and visually seeing it and visually feeling it in my body. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and it it's the same thing too. I like I really like all that because you know. Ha- hanging out in the, in the, the cave and meditating for three years versus having life experience. Yeah, absolutely. Love that concept because again, it's the avoidance of pain. You could look at it as like, well, I'm just going to go in a cave and meditate for three years because I don't want to deal with the the planet as it, as it actually is. I mean, there could be an underlying reason for you to do it from that perspective and then well maybe in three years of meditation you'll discover that you'll be like oh wait i'm hiding actually i didn't realize that i came here to hide but that's what i'm doing but Mm -hmm. but also you know i often talk about when people have someone difficult in their lives someone who's abusing them someone you know a work uh, a boss who's abusing them uh, a partner a parent a a kid even they're, they're a child and and they they just want that to be over. They just want to run away from it. They're done with it. Actually, you can look at them as your greatest teacher. The, your greatest teacher yeah. is the person who's abusing you the most. How how can you handle that? If you can handle that, then and you can grow even in the the experience of that. Then oh my gosh, you're way better than you would have been if you'd have just gone off to a cave and meditated for X number of years. You you can actually um, uh, transcend a very very difficult and challenging experience, and now you're going to grow in a great way. I'm going to steal your line, Monica. I, anybody who can go back and live with their parents <laughs> is is actually ascended <laughs> because of the of the irritation that they probably create in your life. If you can go back and be calm and be awesome, then you you know you've made it <laughs> to like an ascension. I think that's what I felt, and then now I'm just like releasing it all from from my body. <laughs> it's like wow, all of these like years of like not accepting them, and then it's like oh, now I finally do. And it's like let's just shut your body down for a little bit and congratulate <laughs> you for realizing this. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so when you went back to Chicago this past weekend, um, did you have kind of? Uh, a big experience because did you have like a coming together and a a great communication or was it mostly just inside you, this great opening up? I think it was definitely more just within me that I didn't get triggered by the stuff that they would do. Or maybe if they got in an argument, I was just observing how they communicated with each other and actually like just, just got moved more through just the observation of it than actually getting involved in it of like, Oh, like, why do they keep doing this? But 
I mean, they've been been married for so long, so it's like pretty normal for for people to communicate that way. So it's just more of just accepting that this is where they are, and there's nothing that I can do about it. And then having just like one on one, you know, conversations with them helped me too, and just being able to you know bond in a different way. I mean, now that I'm like now that I'm an artist, it's like different because my mom has so many of my paintings and it's just like, it's like cute to see her like support me in this. And then just like her just accepting that this is, this is my life now. And it's just, it was very moving in that sense. And I think it was just like, it would be more enjoyable to go back, go back home now where it's like, I won't feel that resistance that I definitely had in, in the past. Um, maybe in the past I was trying to prove something to them, but now it's like, I don't really that I don't care but I feel like I've released that like sense of like oh I need to like show them that I actually made it here in Hawaii or that I'm okay so it's just more like really just being okay with myself and being okay that I've moved on from Chicago and now this is this is where my life is somewhere somewhere else Mm -hmm. right so did your mom watch this I think sometimes so okay okay so she might watch this and go oh my gosh I had no idea (laughs) I think she does. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think one time she was doing my yoga and then on, on my YouTube and I think we popped up and she like listened to it and she thought it was really <laughs> healing. And I remember, I think it might've been something that I mentioned about um, whatever I was saying definitely helped her in some way. So I know just talking about it for me is definitely would be healing for them to hear it too. Yeah, that's great. Because if I can say that I'm observing their, their conversation, I'm sure it'll help her be like, okay, maybe I should observe the way that I'm talking to other people. It's yeah. just like little reminders or just little 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 phrases here and there that can help wake her up or help wake someone else up through saying, through talking about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it makes me kind of want to talk about my experience too, where you know I was telling you that, I was abused by my classmates and it was my mom who talked me through it. Every night I'd come home going, they hate me. I don't want to go back. I hate this place. And she would walk me through and help me understand that actually those people, those kids are suffering in their own ways that they've, that they've probably been abused and they're taking it out on you. They're trying to, they have low self-esteem and they're trying to make themselves look good in front of their peers and and be liked and so on and so forth so they're just doing this be- essentially because they're they're weak in a way and and <clears throat> and she would she she was relentless in that every single day it seemed like i would come home still miserable like she would make me feel better i'd go back to school like yeah okay i get it and then but still they would abuse me so much that i would come home and go they hate me. I hate this. I don't want to go back, you know, just keep repeating it. But she kept walking me through it and walking me through it. She was so patient and amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I now look back to that as, as a huge part of what I do now. I I pull from so much of what she taught me and how I was able to get through all of that and it, in, in, in the way that I help other people. And so it's been really fun and interesting because now my mom comes to me when she's having problems and she's experiencing issues with friends or family or whatever. And then I'm giving her new thoughts that I'm receiving as a part of what she taught me and as a part of what I'm downloading. So it's a really cool dynamic that has really changed over the years. We definitely have helped each other out a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really incredible. And I've noticed that too, like since, since I gave my mom that energy portion, it's like, I feel like that's how our conversations are too. It's just more of like really just understanding each other and just like, just having like wholesome conversations now instead of her just, you know, venting to me because before I thought she would just always vent to me and I would just get irritated by it. It's like, I'm not like, I'm your daughter. I'm not your like best friend here, but now I've just realized it's just the way that she is. She just loves to talk and that's all I needed to to realize because I actually have a couple of friends that remind me of her because they talk so much and it's just like I'm just I get these type of people because they just help kind of remind me of like oh my mom is kind of like this too so it's like my mom's presence is around so it's like I never like forget about her I never like feel that I'm so distant from her because I get so many reminders of her I read this or I'm what I'm still like writing my book, but I don't think I've mentioned it in a long time. But one of the things I wrote was I actually go to the ocean because I feel my mom most there. And it's like, 
I feel like the ocean for me is that healing because like I can feel her love in it. And it's like when I go in and it's just like, it feels like a really wholesome like hug. And I think that's why I don't want to leave Hawaii because I feel that strong connection with her here. And even though she's still living, it's like, I know like when the time does come, it's like she'll always, I found her in, in, on earth in a different way. So it's like yeah. really, it's really interesting how like our, the way that we grow up or whatever childhood we have or whatever shadow work we still have. It's like nature truly does understand us much more than we, we can like comprehend. And if you never really get a chance to, to feel that it's like, I feel like you should like, try to find some sort of element that that can help you just feel a little bit more I guess like free in a way or just just help you tap into that overthinking mind or help you tap into that emotion that you're currently having and it could be just as simple as buying a plant and having it in your house and watching it grow and like feeling the excitement like oh this plant hasn't died yet and I'm taking care of it. <laughs> hasn't died yet. Yay. <laughs> it's thriving. Yeah, no, you know, there was something that you said in there that was really cool. And I want to kind of highlight it a little bit more. And that was how you frame things. So you were talking about your mom and, you know, she was irritating you. And then suddenly one day you just went, oh, well, that's just how my mom is. And as soon as you reframed that, then it was no longer a problem. Uh, and I, it, it, you can totally do that to just about everything that you okay. have experiencing in your life. I remember I went to the Philippines in, you know, 1998. So it was like, you know, 20 some years ago. And it was my first uh, travel outside of the country. So I had no idea what to expect. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a third world place. So I was uh, blown away when I arrived and there were people they were that were just walking around barefoot and living in um, slatted just metal lean-tos that they could slap together that they could live in right next to the street. There were chickens in the road, and you know it was it was very different than an American experience. And I remember I went to my hotel room, which was ten dollars U.S. dollars a night, and I walked in there, and there were just ants all over the walls. And I went, "Oh my gosh, what have I done? Like this is a, a horrible mistake. I'm here for ten days. I want to go back right now." <laughs> and then I looked at it, and there were geckos running all over the walls and stuff. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, how can I sleep in this environment? This is crazy." <laughs> and, then, and then I went, "Well, it's just kind of like camping." And as soon as I had that thought, mm. everything was fine. I had the greatest vacation of my entire life. Still, it, it still stands as my most amazing vacation ever. But if I had stayed in that mindset that I shouldn't be here, this is too third world, I've made a terrible mistake, then who knows? That could have been the worst vacation of my life. Yeah, and it's all from the power of stopping that overthinking or thinking or again, thinking in the past or in the future or making up these scenarios of, oh, I wish I wasn't here or, oh, I, I should have done, should have been over there or something like that, or I should have picked something else to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just a matter of just accepting the moment as it is. And, and just, and that's, I think that's all, that's all it really truly is to heal anything. Cause it's even when you're with a partner or with a friend and you just realize their flaws and you just say those words, like, this is just the way this person is. And when you can say that, it's like, oh, well, this isn't really that bad. It's it's kind of mm -hmm. cute. Or it's kind of like like funny. Or like, you know, you're telling me that it's funny that I'm coughing and I don't really care because it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a thing that's like happening right now. And it's like, right. I've accepted that I have this cough and it's kind of humorous because I'm actually laughing throughout this whole week of like, oh my God, I can't believe I actually still have this. Um, but it's like, it's just a matter of truly accepting it and, and see, seeing like, well, if I can accept this person for them being who they are, then maybe I should accept myself for who I am too. And I feel like that can, that will just shift so much. Monica, you should be really mad that you have that cough. You should be pissed off every time you cough and you should just be miserable. Maybe you should start crying and really be, you shouldn't come on the show today uh, because that cough is so miserable and so awful and F the world. <laughs> <laughs> I accept that you've told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
I feel I feel the love. I feel the love being. being yeah. yeah, none of us can handle it. None of us <laughs> can deal with it. We can't stand your cough. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> I should have just come on the show by myself today. It's like I should have come on the show last week by myself when you. Come. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was like, kind of thinking about it, like, what if I did? And I'm like, I wouldn't even know what I would talk about for a whole hour. I feel like I need you because you for most of it. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, I, I want to throw this out there. Okay, so this video that I ha- have ready to post um, is it's about overthinking. And in the video, I for some reason, like a month or two ago, somebody said to me, with an authority to their voice, maybe. I don't even remember who it was or, you know, whatever. But, oh, oh, you know what? I think it was like one of the psychologists that I interviewed for the for the documentary. So I came away thinking this was the official number. He said that we had 100,000 thoughts a day. So I was like, okay. And so I recorded this whole video talking about it as though we have 100,000 thoughts a day. And I'm all ready to post it. And I just suddenly went, you know, I should check my my facts on this it comes out it's six thousand there's a huge difference between a hundred thousand and six thousand and so now i'm trying to decide do i post this video because it's like it's like all wrong like i didn't do the research until after i recorded it so what do you think i should do is that a hundred thousand words or no, a hundred thousand thoughts, whatever a thought is. Right. And I was thinking about that too. Like how, what is a sentence? A thought is a, is a concept, a thought like, ugh, it would be really difficult to define that because yeah, it could be a word. So, so I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go back through and try to like overdub myself saying a hundred thousand and no, change it for six it. maybe in the comments be like oh well i am i was about to overthink this so, <laughs> in the comments you should be like oh i was about to overthink this and that post is but apparently there's only six thousand words um because i feel like if you say a hundred thousand you might just people might just be more engageful and be like um are you sure about this thing? yeah that, yeah totally yeah yes yeah, i have some fact checkers commenting and so forth yeah, that wouldn't hurt. That isn't so bad. Okay. But okay. is there a type of person that could ever hit a hundred thousand thoughts? Yeah, maybe. So it's like maybe there is a slight truth to it, but it just depends on the person. I don't know. Six thousand to a hundred thousand is pretty big. <laughs> That's a pretty big yeah, jump. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, yes, I uh, I think I'll post it after all. Uh, and. Keyrath, it was wonderful to have you with us today. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but Keyrath sounds cool. So, so yeah, gratitude for 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 us for watching us, and universal hug from us. Oh, sending them right back at you from Hawaii. Um, are you where are you in this world right now? Because you didn't tell me. Oh yeah, I am in the state of Washington. Ooh. And, and, uh, yeah, so I'm in an Airbnb. It's this really cool Airbnb. It's got like, uh, this, this view of, oh, can, can, oh I forget the name of the city that I'm in. <laughs> but anyway, it's a beautiful view of this city. It's one of the tri cities in Washington on the border of Washington and Oregon. I don't know where you are, and clearly you don't know where you are. So. <laughs> right? I don't remember. It starts with a K, and it's got lots of letters. Uh, anyway, and so I'll be here for another week and before I, I head uh, east to Michigan. To, oh, to visit wow. my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, my family has a cabin in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And so I'll be heading there to, to spend a few weeks at, at the end of the summer here. Yeah. You could you're going to get some clearing too. Maybe you'll get a yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that'd be exciting. I always heard good things about the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, it's really beautiful, absolutely. And we have this um, cabin on a private lake. It's a big private lake, and the, we own well the the other owners of cabins there, which there aren't that many, own the land all around the lake, so nobody oh, wow. else can build there. And uh, and so it's very much nature, heavy nature, like you know bald eagles and and. Um, uh, not ferrets. What are they called? Uh, otters and you know all kinds of cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, uh, oh, I can't wait for those videos then with the pretty lake. You yeah, know? yeah, I've been excited to, about. You don't have to go far to 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 make your. No, I step videos. out of the front of the of the <laughs> cabin and just set up and start recording. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I I don't really have too many updates because I'm just dealing with my with my. I saw that you posted some new paintings. Did I? On Facebook. Uh, Oh yeah, so I've had a couple energy portraits that I've that I've worked on, so I wanted to post those. Um, oh, I actually do have a brand new uh, thing. I have a quiz that you can take to learn about your energy portrait, and you can find your signature way. Kennewick, I just thought of it. I just thought of the name. Sorry, I'm just interrupting. <laughs> Kennewick is the name of the city that I'm in. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to take a quiz to find out your signature way that has, um, it's everything is uh, Reiki tune and like, and has messages of like what it can help you with when you have this painting in your room or this print of it. Um, so you can find your signature one, and then you can learn about the energy portraits that I do, the benefits of it. So it's called Energy Portrait com. so with my website we just put energy portrait dot in front of it energy portrait dot, dot monica com. oh okay that's cool you have a subdomain mm-hmm. i'm gonna put an http in front of it so people can see it they do it right like i, I did Awesome. That's like the one new thing that I've launched this past week. And then I'm going to be working on a few new collections because I'm going to do a market in like three weeks. So that'll be fun to go and socialize. Nice. Yay. Yeah. There's going to, you're actually going to be able to have, be around people. Mm-hmm. Been seeing that more and more. It's good. Okay, so that's a new, the new part of me. And then I'm also working on a collection where I'm going to be, doing energy portrait of the surf breaks that are here because we have some of the world's biggest surf um, surfing waves here and I want to capture their energy so that way people that can't surf or are never going to be able to experience right. them can actually feel feel that in their homes so I'm working on one now and it's already like pretty I can feel the intensity of, of it so I'm excited nice. to share those when when I when I finish finish them. So I'm going to do like three That's of great. them first, and then I'm going to maybe go to some of the smaller ones. But I just know that whenever I went to go surfing um, in different areas, like I would always get geared or attract to go to certain areas. And I feel like because each surf break has its own healing energy or has its own like realization that that can help you with. Nice. That's great. Yeah, I love all that stuff. And I was re- really looking at your paintings closely and thinking about them. And, you know, they just, they look great. I really like them. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. And then I just started a new class because, you know, uh, they it, it runs seven weeks and I just do them back to back. So we just started a brand new one on Tuesday with all new people. It's always fun to see all new people coming through. We have a lot of people from all over the world in this one. It was kind of funny. Like the last one was all people from the U S and Canada. And now this one is we've got Germany, a couple of people from Germany and uh, England and then a couple of people in the U S and then um, somebody in, Oh, what is it? Uh, New Zealand. Hmm. And there was another, Oh, Trinidad. So it's been really cool to see a big uh, uh, collection of people from all over the world this time. For your, that's the negative entity course? The negative entity removal course, yep. Oh, that's incredible. That's really incredible. I wonder if the um, the um, Higher Self Expo helped you out with that because you had people from all over the world. I know. I got, for sure, one person came from that. Mm. Yeah, the one from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love New Zealand. I want to go back Yeah, I've never been there. Oh, Have you been there? Oh, yeah. I spent a month and a half there. It was oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm in love with New Zealand. Nice. <laughs> More so than Hawaii? No, no. But uh, <laughs> that would be my second choice to, to go and move there. Nice. But they still have winter, so I'm a little bit torn in between it. But definitely really beautiful. Nice. 
maybe I'll do like I'll live there six months and then come back to Hawaii when it's winter. Nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Your summer home in Hawaii or your winter <laughs> home in Hawaii and your summer home in New Zealand. Sounds pretty great. <laughs> put that in All right. Manifestations. I heard it's really good to start your manifestations because of the 8-8 eight, eight portal. I don't know if you've heard about that. I, I haven't. I know we don't really follow that stuff, but I heard from someone. Um, it's like the 8-8 eight, eight Lionsgate. Um, oh, yes. I know. I am familiar with that. Yeah. I don't know when it is exactly, but it, it sounds eight. like it's 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nice. just uh, <clears throat> talking about stuff that we, we know, we definitely know about. Um, yeah. And it's good to, to list some new manifestations now. So. To anyone watching, if you want a summer home somewhere, you know, set set, set those seeds now. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. All right. Well, it, this uh, concludes our show today. I thought it was really good and fun. And thanks for all the audience participation and helping us at the very beginning. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for putting off with my cough. Aloha. <laughs> yeah. We love you all unconditionally. Bye.